Hey everyone, welcome to Slay Watch Podcast. My name is Tia. And I'm Logan. So welcome back, y'all. For this week's episode, it is titled The Beauty and the Baller. So let's get into it. But y'all know, before we get into it, we gotta do a mini recap. So Logan, what happened last week? Yes, y'all. So if you didn't catch it, last week's episode was titled Growing Pains. And we just talked about the pressures and the stress of growing and accepting change. Look, y'all, we know it can be hard, but at the end of the day, change is inevitable and it helps you grow. It helps you become a better you. So if you don't take anything from last week's episode, just know that you have to become comfortable with the uncomfortable and just really work to welcome new opportunities and new change in your life because it's only going to make you better. It's only going to make you better. So get those growing pains and get those kinks out. Yes, y'all. So like Tia said, today's episode is titled The Beauty and the Baller. And if y'all have not been under a rock, y'all know that the NFL draft was, I think, maybe like two days ago. And of course, Tia and I, we both watched it. And it just sparked this whole topic about these ballers and these male athletes being with these with their girlfriends and just the whole dynamic of what it means to be an athlete and relationships with athletes and all of that so let's kick off this episode yes so like the first question we want to bring out there is like what does it mean to be an athlete and like why do people want to be athletes so bad Logan what's your take so I'm speaking from the black community I feel like This is a very limited mindset that I think we're starting to kind of get away of, but I think it's still very much present in like our community and our neighborhoods and society, all of that. But I feel like as a male, to be successful, you can only be successful with three things, either being a rapper, an athlete, or a drug dealer. And so I feel like when you're growing up and maybe you are put into like little league baseball or like rec football or you're put into AAU or whatever case may be and you have this like possibility that you may be a good athlete then the goal automatically becomes going pro or like going to the NFL or the NBA so I think that's why people become athletes because they know that that's going to make them successful yeah and I also think it ties into like the shackles of like financial debt in the back community because especially in black families, like when when you build upon your family to have kids and you put them in sports, you're like, you want your boy to be a star. Like if he make it to the league, you know your family gonna be straight and y'all gonna be good for life. Like that's always been like the main goal. I feel like when it comes from, you know, athlete moms and dads that really want their kids to go pro and so they could be good. So I see that a lot and I feel like it can be a little bit stressful to, you know, to feel like that's the only way. It's like a lot of responsibility, but of course, nobody wants to let their family down. So I feel like if I have a chance to go pro, I'm gonna go at it. And I feel like that's where that mentality comes from. And I think too, like we both said, I feel like going pro is equated to success and it means that you made it. And so like Tia said, like when your family has put you through the best camps and on the best teams, like, you have that responsibility to kind of make all of that time and effort worth it. And so it puts a lot of pressure on you to feel like that's the only thing that you can do. Like, okay, well, if I don't go pro, like I don't have a plan B and that's the problem. So I don't know, maybe people need to get away from that because going pro is not the end all be all. You can be successful in other ways. Absolutely. And so like y'all know, we love to talk about relationships. So with witnessing the NFL draft, with seeing these couples that have had boyfriends that actually made it to the league, 
We want to know how are relationships different when dealing with athletes? And so we're kind of going to give two perspectives, what we feel like the white community feels like. And, you know, our our Caucasian slave watchers, let us know how y'all feel. And then we're going to bring it back to the black community because we are black. And we're going to see, like, how we feel and give our perspective and what we see on the screen on TV. Right. So like Tia said, it would not be a slave watch episode if we did not talk about relationships. So to kind of break it down and kind of compare the two. So in the black community, I feel like without being an athlete, which is what we're taught about when it comes to relationships and all of that, I feel like we're taught that your 20s are used today. Like it's used to find yourself. Don't be too committed. Like have fun. Don't be tied down. I actually saw a TikTok literally this morning that spoke to all of that and so I feel like that's the mindset that's kind of engraved in our minds as we grow up so we're not looking to be in these committed relationships at this age like you even look at the draft I didn't see too many of our brothers and sisters out there in these relationships that actually last beyond the hype of of all of this that's going on right now but then you look at the white community and these people they're taught like you find love young you get married you have kids, you build a life, and you create this legacy together. Like, you don't need to wait until you're 30. And so, yeah, I just think that's, that's the, the key standouts of the different dynamic between whites and blacks to me. Yeah, and also in the black community, like you said, you know, based off our previous generation's experiences, as you can see in our relationship series, when we brought it out with our grandparents to discover what was that dynamic growing up through the vicious cycle of failed love, the black love back then was different. Like, even though, let's say, grandma and granddad did not like each other, they still stuck it out and remained married. And that idea of not being happy in relationship and then um, having babies and then teaching them, like, Oh, I done been there, done that. Don't do not do what we did. You know, it's kind of like a fair warning, but it's like, for what? You know what I mean? So I feel like this, this idea in day and age is so different now. So it's like, we don't really have to wait. Like, if, if we want love, we want love. And honestly, you start to know at a certain age whether you like what you like. Like, I knew I was attracted to boys and ready to start dating at age 13, 14. So I'm sure there's room to actually, you know, see interest in someone, have somebody that sees interest in you and try to make it work. Um, but of course, we're taught, like, don't rush into it. It's not going to work. It's going to fail. If y'all try to get married, y'all going to end up in a divorce. And as you can see, divorce rates are extremely high. And at this point, nobody wants to get married. But I do. So I, I know that's a problem. Yeah, I agree with you, T. I feel like it's definitely, like I said, in how we're raised and just kind of like the negative stereotype about settling down too young. Like, you think about it. As girls, we're taught to be strong and independent and to not need a man. Like, we're not taught to want that companionship from a young age to build with. We're taught to get it on our own, and then maybe it'll come later. And then boys, like, they're taught that it's cool to have hella hoes or to have all these little girlfriends when they're young and like they're taught not to not to give it up to one woman like don't settle down with one woman for too long because you're gonna be with them for forever like we're not taught to find somebody it's okay to like them it's okay to want to be with them and actually do that even if you're 21 22 23 so I think it's definitely a different dynamic 
I feel like that's the reason why it's so hard to actually find a committed relationship when we want to. Like, there's so much divide between our black males and black women to the point where black women, of course, we're independent, we're making money, we feel like we don't need a man. And then we have somebody in our ear that's like, you don't need a man, date, be free. And then you have the men that are struggling with toxic masculinity because there's lack of representation on what a man is supposed to be. They're still trying to figure it out. But you know, men, they don't take the time to figure out their emotions. So they're just like, all right, I'm gonna go with the flow. I'm here, I'm living, have hoes, ball out. So I totally see that. Now transferring to the white community. Okay. <laughs> um, I I feel like love should start off on this. So I won't I won't be too direct. I wanna be gentle with this. <laughs> yeah, so like I said earlier, like I told y'all, I feel like they are much more raised on being in relationships and like they're taught to find a partner get married all of that and what really sparked this whole idea is I don't know if y'all know which I'm sure y'all did if y'all watch football Trevor Lawrence he was the quarterback at Clemson him and his now wife they got married like two weeks ago and they're both 21 they're young he just got drafted number one draft pick they're now starting their lives together and it's so crazy because that's a totally different dynamic than in the black community, especially when you think about athletes. Like, I feel like that would be so frowned upon in our community. But for them, like, it just makes sense. Oh, you find somebody that you like, y'all been together this amount of years. Okay, the next step is to get married. The next step is to start a life together. The next step is to create a family. Like, that only makes sense. You're supposed to do that. So I think it's, it's totally different. And it's like when you're watching a TV screen, um, just being black and witnessing that nature and that culture is totally different from what the black community is used to. So that Netflix movie with Malcolm and Marie, Marie wanting to get recognition on that stage when she's behind the scenes, I feel like that's always been the, the case. I don't feel like our black athletes are comfortable with showing that stage presence of someone that is by their side, you know? Because black athletes, they need love. Everybody needs love. So I just feel like it's just not supported enough. So that's why we don't see it enough. Um, but like Logan said, it's definitely trained. It's, it's, it's trained. Like the white community, they stick together for their people. And they also, they love hard. But I totally get it. It's a culture thing. And that's the reason why we see less of it within our black community. Because we've been broken from the start. So it's kind of hard to get that back. But white community, they've always been together. Um, they always cherish family. Like literally, if you weren't married or couldn't have kids, something was wrong with you, you know? So that's another pressure in, in the white community, but I can definitely see the difference in dynamic. So y'all, speaking of athletes and their relationships, I have a question. Why do these successful men, speaking of the athletes, normally go for women that don't really have anything to offer financially or aren't on their same quote-unquote level when it comes to the career aspect in a perfect world i wish the money that you had matched your mentality but nine times out of ten it doesn't <laughs> so <laughs> i feel like when you know people make it to the league their contract they're good like they make millions of dollars in a year and they're safe but of course, the mentality doesn't match up to that. So they're kind of used to going with a spring fling and they do not want no woman that knows a lot of stuff 
to tell him what he should do. You know, so I feel like the intimidation comes in. And so they're kind of just like, all right, I'm gonna go with the flow. Whoever is attracted to me because the money is not a problem. They just go for the low blows. Low blows, I don't know. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very uncommon to see a successful man with an equally successful woman that he went after. Not one that they built together and they got to this level hand in hand, but like he was successful and he went after the woman who equaled him. And you know what I just thought about? It could be because a lot of these athletes, they go from nothing to everything overnight. So their mentality, like you said, is still stuck in that place. Like they're still attracting either A, the people that they were attracting when they didn't have anything or the people that were unattainable when they were in that space. So now it's like, oh, hold on. I couldn't get this IG baddie when I was broke, but I got some money. I'm finna bag her, even if she don't got nothing to offer me but a big booty and a smile. So I think they're stuck still in that place. That, that is so true. What? Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Like, no, seriously, because how many? Okay, just this just to show the different categories we mentioned in earlier, like if you're a black male, to be successful, you gotta be either a rapper, athlete, or a drug dealer, right? So it's like, when you got money, you attract women, certain women that, you know, maybe have the beauty, but not the brains. And so they're kind of like, oh, you got money. We look cute together. We look like a, a nice Instagram couple, but there's no substance. Right. And so I feel like the idea of like, oh, now that I got money, I get to pull the baddies and, you know, I got everybody coming to my crib. Like, it's kind of like, uh, what's the substance though? So, yeah. That is true though. I feel like men, and this is not for every man, and this is not a general statement, but I think that for some men, they're much more materialistic. So like you said, what does my car look like? I need to have the flyest house. House. Let me have the baddest girl. Like all of the substance stuff that's gonna matter down the line. It doesn't matter today because, oh, it look good. It look like I'm winning. So it's okay. And I think that's why like, again, that limited mindset, it doesn't force them to want more and to really attract better. I'm not saying these girls who are on Instagram are less than anyone else. I'm just saying when you talk about a financial and a career um, companion and having someone on the same level as you, those could be reasons why they don't go for someone that's their quote unquote equal in that sense. Of course, and I'm glad you clarified that. And Logan, she's speaking for the both of us, so don't get it twisted, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And y'all, another reason I think that this could be the case is because, honestly, and this is kind of, you know, it kind of excuse the guys a little bit. When you think of it, and I've even been taught this, like, the man is supposed to be the provider of the household. Like, he's supposed to be the one to take care of stuff. So maybe these men feel like, well, I got the money anyway. Like, I'm an athlete. I got this bomb check. I got this contract. Like, I'm good. So I can afford to take care of someone who's not bringing that much money in. Because at the end of the day, I got to be the one to provide anyway. So if she's not matching my checks, then it doesn't really, I mean, we don't really lose either way. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I feel that. But it's just like, are men really intimidated by successful women, though? Like, what is that? I think so. I think because when you're the protector, that makes that automatically makes you dominant. That makes you like, oh, yeah, I'm the man of the house. So when you have somebody, a strong woman who knows she's good on her own, she brings a lot to the table, you can't just think you're going to take over. Like, yeah, I'm going to let you be the man and lead. 
but baby, hold on now. Like we're equals now. So you're not able to control the situation. You're not able to make all the decisions. Like you're not able to be all the way up here and I'm just down here catering to you. So the dynamic becomes different. Wow, that's crazy how when your price go up, you automatically just just win the dominance role when you probably don't even qualify. But okay, we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like um, men are intimidated. Well, we're talking about athletes here. But, you know, men, athletes are intimidated by a successful woman is because, you know, they already got a lot going on. So a lot of men always preach to women like we want our peace, like be our peace. Y'all want to y'all want to always be up our butts or always start arguments. We coming out of long days of practice. I want to come home to a nice cooked meal. I don't want you to tell me what I need to do better. I'm already bringing in money with the family. So on and so on. And it's like a. This relationship is two-way, okay? The woman got needs, and of course you got needs, but y'all need to work together to understand the dynamic. And I feel like when the woman is there to support the athlete, it may sound like she's complaining, but she really wants better for you. And especially if you have a woman by your side that's really truly down for you and you're in the athlete, you know, world she's gonna tell you your wrongs first before your coach does and i feel like you should respect that to want to grind harder like oh oh okay she seen me she she support me i'm I'm gonna go harder but i feel like a lot of times men athletes don't listen to the woman that's trying to be in their ear because they feel like oh well i made it this far i had people come and go i had people not believe in me so i'm i'm afraid that you know you just acting like every everybody else so it's like that partnership turns into frenemies because you still want to keep her around. You don't want to be lonely. And then eventually it comes a roadblock because you feel like the woman is, is constantly being the opposer. She's on the she's on the other side. She's on the defense. So then, uh, unfortunately, it makes it seem like the partnership has turned into enemies. But I think that comes from... I think when like when you have more to offer just naturally I feel like you're gonna demand more for yourself so like if this man is with a woman who got her own business and not like as as an entrepreneur but just own business about herself she has a career she's good then she's gonna demand you to be better so of course she's gonna be in your ear to push you to be the best version of yourself because she's also doing that for herself and so she's going to be be there to motivate the both of y'all. But when you have someone who I feel like doesn't have that much to offer and they understand their role in the, in the relationship, it's not so much of a partnership. It's more of like a, you do you and I'm going to spend my whole life making sure that you're comfortable or making sure that you feel, you feel like you're doing the best that you can, even if that's not the case, because they don't want to challenge that because they're not offering anything else. Hmm. And I feel like generally women are not going to settle for that. Like we finally got the opportunity to work for our stuff, be independent, get our own money. But I don't feel like, you know, a good woman is willing to be able to be like, okay, I'll be the housewife. I don't know. It's kind of hard, but that's another thing. It's kind of like when women, we gained our, gain our independency. When we get into a relationship with an athlete, it's kind of hard to find that balance between being independent, getting your own, and being supportive, but also being submissive and letting your man do the job, you know? Right. 
I think that's just a power struggle anyway when you're when you're an independent strong woman and like finding that balance like you said to be submissive and allowing your man to lead and I think that also leads to the intimidation from the man's standpoint because like I know for me like I'm an independent person and I know what I offer so some stuff is not gonna fly like that's not gonna work and so it has to be an equally strong man that understands that but then when there's a man who's easily intimidated he got the money but like you said that mindset is not matching up then he's gonna go for someone who isn't gonna demand more or isn't going to force them to like oh baby this money is not enough like okay yeah you got this money but like what are you doing to bettering yourself so it's, it's just like what can a man really handle like are you going to be able to say, I got this money, but like, I also want you and I want you to have your own and be about your own stuff? Or like, do I have this money and I want you to only be about me? Like, and that's know. the difference between the woman that they choose to be on their side. Like you got the gold diggers that are like, okay, he making a lot of money. I'm good. I'm cool. I'll stick by his side just for the money. But you also got a good driven woman that is like, okay, I know you got a lot of money, like you said, but... I need the intangible things like what 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 can you bring to me that can't be bought that's not materialistic that's going to make this relationship work and it's like I feel for the strong woman that feel like they need to voice their concerns without trying to be a pain in the butt because in a relationship like this when the athlete is gone on business trips or he has to go here to play basketball or he has to go here to play football it's like it's like a distance relationship kind of so it's like I feel for the woman that gotta stay at home or they even got kids and they just want that love or language from their partner and they can't get it as much because they don't got enough time so I really feel for that but also fellas you know instead of worrying about the apples that's on the ground like really work to like climb that tree and get the apples on the limb because I feel like a lot of times athletes are so quick to the instant gratification. Like, I already got the money, I got the car, I got the crib, I'm getting battles, you know, I'm getting money. Fuck bitches getting money all day, every day. But no, 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 You really want that real raw love that make you feel like home, make you feel like you love by your mama. So it's just like, don't limit yourself to what you see. Really work towards finding someone that's truly gonna be down for you. Cause I promise you, when things get tight, you lose that contract or your ACL torn out, guess who leaving? The gold digger. She gonna find another athlete. So, and y'all, I know you know we on the athletes' heads a little hard today, but I think this can go for any man and any woman in any relationship when it comes to a man that is successful and whether he will attract another successful woman or if he will be threatened by a successful woman. And I think that goes, like I said, across the board for all men and all women. As athletes, I feel like that's the that's the best, just like blatant example of the scenario because we see it all the time. We get this rich man who play ball, he be with this girl who she look good, but like, what does she really have to offer? I can honestly say, especially looking at the black community, and I'm sure there's other examples, but the only representation of a successful man with a successful woman that I know is Russell and Sierra. I knew it. <laughs> we bring them up every time. But like, when you think about it, who else is it? I'm sure there's some other boss women out there who got their business, who take care of themselves, and are with these athletes. No question about it. But when we think about the representation that we see every day, 
that dynamic is very limited. I think that's a problem. Yeah, very much so. And I don't want anybody that is an athlete to feel attacked. I'm more so am focusing on those that don't have that level mentality when they get that money. Like, if you've been raised right enough to know, like, what you're getting yourself into or that level of discipline, this episode, you could take it with a grain of salt because it doesn't really apply to you. But I'm talking about, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. When guys decide to get a little bit of money, they go crazy. You know what I'm talking about. So that's where the focus really is. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like you said earlier, like all in all, and this goes again, goes for anyone. Just make sure that like when your pockets and your bank account level up, that your mindset and your mentality is leveling up at the same pace because you don't want to get in this new position in this better this better position and like your mind is still stuck in where you were because you're not there anymore and so in order to attract better you have to make sure that your mentality is better because you're only going to attract what you think that you deserve what you think you can handle and so if you think that like okay i'm good i'm successful i got this money i got this career that i want like i can probably handle someone that's on my level like i don't gotta continue to go again no disrespect but i don't gotta continue to go for these girls who can't offer anything or these men who can't offer anything that's for ladies too if you're successful if you get this bonus and your check don't went up and you're in this new position you don't need to keep going to the men who are not on the same level as you like you need to make sure your standards and your mentality and your expectations level up with you that's all i'm saying no for real like as far as like men getting that instant gratification you know life is short and we all want love at the end of the day. So whoever you're hearing this source from where it's like, hey, you going pro, live your best life before you settle down with Shawty. Because they all, you know, you know how the boys be in the air like, oh, she going to leave you, doll. Like, don't trust her. You know, she for the team. She for everybody. You know, like, really test the waters to feel like to really find somebody that's going to be there for you because it's there. You just got to know who's who. But that goes for women as well. Like, when we constantly hear from our um, strong women in our lives that are kind of like, oh, your 20s are your best life. Like, don't worry about love. If you deep down want love for yourself, do that. Don't live by everybody else's opinions because guess what? Nine times out of 10, the person that's telling you don't worry about it is single and living home with cats and dogs and ain't doing nothing. So know who's telling you to know the source. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, don't be intimidated by, like Tia said, the shackles of just the negative traditions that I feel like our community has held onto for so long. Like, look, if you're 19, 20, 21, and you truly and genuinely feel like you've met someone that you want to be with, like, you can take that next step. I personally, personally believe, and I feel like I'm a strong, independent woman, and I know I'll be okay and can get it on my own. But I feel like it has to be better to have a companion, have someone that you can really go through life with, build and grow with. So if you feel like you found that, it don't matter what your auntie's got to say. Like T said, that single whose kids barely called him, so they really lonely. Got to say about what you're doing because at the end of the day, if white people can do it and it works for them, then hell, it can work for us too. So really, we just got to change that narrative and just really like 
look at, at this vicious cycle that like we talked about and see where we can find these loopholes to make it better for not only us, but people behind us. Because if we hold on to what we shouldn't do or what we can't do, it's gonna always be that when that shouldn't really even be the case. Exactly. Yeah, but that pretty much sums up the whole episode, y'all. So with that being said, we have this week's episode titled Beauty and a Baller. If you know somebody that's an athlete, if you know somebody that really feel like they're controlled by opinions that, oh, sweetheart, you ain't gonna find love by this time. Just enjoy life. Listen to this episode and share a friend, tell a friend, tell a cousin, tell the auntie that's single right now to stop telling her little people that they only gonna find love because they will. Um, But also tell this to your athletes and let's talk about it. So with that being said, as always, be great and slay watch. See y'all next Tuesday.